0: Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Game Time with Manny. Uh, This week, we are going to talk about Pokemon. uh, Because just a few days ago, it was Pokemon's 20th anniversary. And as a result, they announced uh, the 7th generation of Pokemon. Two new Pokemon games, Pokemon Sun and Moon. And it got me thinking a lot about how Pokemon was one of the first video games that I ever really fell in love with. So I thought that it would be cool to talk about the history of Pokemon and how I ended up playing Pokemon as a kid. And there's a, there's a lot of Pokemon to talk about. So, without further ado, it's game time. <laughs> So, Pokemon has been around for 20 years now, which is crazy, and I I wouldn't have even thought of that, uh, mostly because the 20th anniversary thing is because of the Japanese version of Pokemon, so uh, it originally came out in 1996 in Japan, uh, February 27th to be exact, which was just uh, two days ago uh, as of recording this, because today is leap year. 20 February 29th is today. Uh but Satoshi Tajiri came up with the concept for it in 1995 and then it ended up becoming the game we all know now in 1996. Um and just in case there is someone listening to this who doesn't know what Pokemon is, um it is a video game which has eventually moved on to become a TV series it's got all kinds of toys anything you can imagine trading cards uh but the concept of it is you are a kid or there is a kid, and the world is inhabited by all kinds of interesting monsters and you capture them in little black and white black and white red and white balls uh called pokeballs and what happens is like say there's a Pokemon in the wild out there you throw a pokeball at it and there's a chance that it will be captured and then you can use that pokemon to as your own that'll become your friend, you battle with it. And that's that's the general crux of the pokemon games at least is you want to try to collect as many of the pokemon as you can and you want to battle them so that you can become the a pokemon master, a master of pokemon. Um and so yeah, in 1998 It ended up coming out in America. Uh, So it hasn't exactly been 20 years worth of Pokemon for us in America. But in Japan, that definitely is true. And so one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast about Pokemon is because I feel like the very early Pokemon games, people don't know a whole lot about, or there are parts of it that they do not know about. So when the games came out here in 1998, On the original Game Boy, there was a red cartridge and a blue cartridge. And they were Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Pokemon Red had uh, Charizard on it, who's a giant red... uh, Well, I guess he's orange. Fire Dragon. Um, And the blue one has the big turtle Pokemon, Blastoise. And now, for anyone who knows about Pokemon, you know those are the final forms of two of the three starter Pokemon. So, there are three starter Pokemon in... The original Pokemon game. You have Charmander, little orange, uh, like dragon type thing. Uh, You got Squirtle, who is a little blue turtle. And you have Bulbasaur, who is a little blue, kind of like. I don't don't even know how to describe Bulbasaur. He's like a a dinosaur with a plant on its back. He's weird. Bulbasaur is my least favorite, and I feel like he's a lot of most people's least favorites. So those are the three Pokemon, and they are water type, fire type, and grass type. So every Pokemon has a type. And they're all, certain types are weak to certain types. So those three types, uh, fire, grass, and water, are kind of like rock, paper, scissors to each other. And that's why they are the original three starters. So water beats fire, fire beats grass, and grass beats water. And so what happens is you start the game and you pick one of the three Pokemon, and then your rival picks the one that your Pokemon is weak to um and that's where the the original three versions of the game came from there was pokemon red pokemon blue and pokemon green but like i was saying where people really don't know a whole lot about the original pokemon is the red and blue we got here in america were not the original games in japan so in japan when they came out in 1996 there was pokemon red and pokemon green and as you would guess Red still has Charizard on it because he's the final form of Charmander. And then Green has Venusaur on it, which is the final form of Bulbasaur. And those games were very similar to what we got here. But a little bit later, um, in Korokoro Magazine, which is a very popular uh, Japanese magazine, uh, there was a chance to order... Pokemon Blue, which was an exclusive version released just for readers of Koro Coro. Coro. Um, and what was different about it was it had updated art for the Pokemon, so they looked a little bit better and it, they changed up the script a little bit so that it was a little bit more polished. Um, and what we ended up getting in America is an adaptation of Pokemon Blue. So our versions of Pokemon Red and Blue, are what the Japanese version of Pokemon Blue was, and if that's a little confusing, I I can understand that, but we ended up getting, in 1998 an updated version of Pokemon, so we never in America received any kind of Pokemon Green to start off, which I, I always thought was kind of interesting when I found that out, is that there was a less developed version of Pokemon, because what we got here is Red and Blue, like, that's what everybody knows, man, that's what everybody likes, apparently. So there was an original 151 Pokemon in the original game. Technically, there was only 150, and then there was one extra special Pokemon. But 150 Pokemon were what you had. 150 just cool-looking monsters. And as a kid, man, I loved those Pokemon designs. Now that I'm older, I realize that some of them aren't that great. But I still think that the original 150 Pokemon are like the quintessential Pokemon. And now there are a lot of people who are like, "Man, all the newer Pokémon suck and I hate them and I only want to use the original 150." And I hate that. I hate when people say that. Like, I get that you like what you liked when you were a kid cuz that's what you knew when you stopped following Pokémon. But man, there are all kinds of Pokémon. I will I will agree that I think that the original 150 are like the quintessential Pokémon though. And I I think they're most of them are for the most part are well designed. And so when Pokemon ended up releasing here as the game in 1998, I personally was eight years old, Um, and it was right around that time when it came out that one of my friends came into school. Uh, I was actually in an after-school program because my parents would work late, and they didn't want me to get off the bus and just be at home by myself when I was eight years old. So I went to an after-school program, and one of my best friends there, uh, he came in with his Game Boy and was like, basically like, yo, guys, check out this sweet game I got. And he was playing Pokemon, and he let us try it out, and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Like, I've always had a fascination with collecting things, so I... Really, have always liked Pokemon because I like just collecting as many Pokemon as you can. I personally never really get into the competitive battling aspect of it uh, because it just it doesn't interest me as much. Even though a lot of the game deals with battling, but so yeah, he he brought that in, and I I I wanted it, man. I was I was ready for Pokemon, and what really sucked was I went to I had my parents take me to all the local stores, and they were all sold out of it because it had just blown up in popularity all of a sudden. Um, I did end up finding it somewhere. I don't really remember, but I ended up getting Pokemon blue. Um, And at that time I really was just a big fan of Blastoise, So I wanted Pokemon blue. I thought that he was cool. He's a dope turtle with like hydro cannons on his back. And I needed that. And I ended up getting it and I played it a lot. uh, And I just, I really, really liked it. And that love has carried over, uh to today even um whereas like a lot of people now would say like oh man you're 25 years old like how, how can you still play pokemon and it's like man age has nothing to do with it good games are still good games whether you're eight or whether you're 25 whether you're 55 65 a game is going to be good regardless of your age and i think that's something that pokemon does right is it has the mechanics that can appeal to young kids which is what it's geared towards but it also uh is geared towards uh older audience as well uh just through nostalgia and just even like deeper hidden mechanics which I'll get into later and I I think that kind of stuff is cool but right around that time when those first games came out uh when I got it like I said the game had been sold out a lot of places but it hadn't Pokemon hadn't really like blown up in popularity it was probably a couple months after I personally got the game that I really started to notice like the prevalence of like Pokemon hysteria I guess um like, even now, I was I was looking up the statistics for, like, how much Pokemon has made to date. And the series has made some crazy figure, like, $37 billion. And, like, you think about it, and that's just crazy. Like, thirty mo- most things wouldn't even dream of making that kind of money. And, like, when I say Pokemon blew up, I mean, back then, Pokemon blew up. Like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing or hearing about Pokemon, like... They started airing the anime in the US and that was insanely popular, despite how I think it's still and always was a terrible show. Um they're trading cards. Like in school you couldn't go anywhere without people showing you Pokemon cards or like trying to trade Pokemon cards. I still now have a binder of like a million Pokemon cards that are now probably all worth zero dollars, but that, that's that's an, that's another thing, man. The Pokemon movie uh, aired in theaters, which that's when you know something is big. Is when uh, Burger King has like special edition uh, gold plated Pokemon things. Like, I still I still remember that you would pay like some crazy amount of money, probably like ten bucks, and you would get this weird like kind of big shiny Pokeball, and you would like push the button to open it, and it would have this weird like gold plated picture of a Pokemon inside. I don't know if I have it anymore, but I used to have, like, a a Charizard one that looked really cool. Um, I I probably do have that somewhere. Probably in the next room over, actually. I should look for that. Uh, But, like, stuff like that. And they just had the regular Burger King toys. And there was, like, a a bunch of the Pokemon featured in the first Pokemon movie. Uh, Toys. Anything you can think of. I remember for Christmas, my parents would get me Pokemon stickers like the cartoon on VHS tapes like anything you could think of pokemon themed you name it lollipops stuffed animals ridiculous and like i just i remember getting all that stuff and like thinking it was so cool but like my issue now back then i was deep in the pokemon hysteria deep in the craze i i tried watching the show Um, I didn't have cable back then for most of that. So like I would go to my grandparents' house to watch a show. I have a lot of the Pokemon episodes on VHS tapes actually. Um, in the movies were, the first movie was pretty good. I've recently tried to watch a lot of the Pokemon movies and God, man, they're awful after like the second movie. But the first movie, the first movie was pretty good. I think I, that one still kind of holds up, not as much, but it's, it's all right and so like that made a lot of money in the box office and yeah you just man pokemon was everywhere but but yeah that that was uh, back then i was deep in the in the pokemon hysteria um now i realize that like all that stuff still surrounds it like i think kids still like pokemon in general like if you introduce it to them i think they would watch the show and still like get paraphernalia and stuff it's not as prevalent as it used to be but it still definitely exists like you want to have a pokemon fascination you can do that uh but now the main thing for me is the games like the games are what got me into it and i still love the games and i'll always love the games um it's weird now that i like kind of pl- i obviously play games as a hobby but i do all this stuff like record a podcast try to do gameplay videos uh stream right on my blog and Sometimes, uh, like looking for stuff like that, it ends up being less fun. Like, as I've gotten older, I guess games have sometimes become less fun. Sometimes they feel like work. Uh, but games can still end up being very fun. And that's not to say I don't have fun playing games and stuff. It's just sometimes they feel like they're trying too hard. Like, uh, sometimes games have a lot of mechanics that, like, don't necessarily make the game fun they just make it more complex and pokemon has a lot of mechanics but it's never too complex like it's always hides what complexity it has under the surface so if you don't necessarily want to engage with it you don't have to and i i think that's really cool and i think the pokemon games are something that is timeless people always get upset that each new pokemon game is kind of like the same formula just with a little bit updated in it. And in some cases, I might agree that I think that there's only a certain point that Nintendo can get away with putting out the same Pokemon game over and over. But I think they could put them out forever. Because if you think about it, each new Pokemon game is some kid's first Pokemon game. And that is a crazy thought. Like, I was thinking... I think about this a lot, actually, because now I'm 25 and, like, Pokemon I've been playing since I was 8 years old. In the more recent games, you can't see any of the original 150 Pokemon sometimes, or if you do, you see a small subsection. Like, there are probably kids out there who have played one or more Pokemon games and don't know what a Squirtle is. They don't know what a Charmander is. They've never seen those original three starter Pokemon, or they've never seen... Uh, Pokemon from the first generation, like, I, I don't know, Taurus or Pinsir. They, they've never seen Pokemon that I, like, could see and just name you them instantly. And, like, stuff like that is crazy, uh, but it also makes sense because, like, kid, kids are born every day. There's, there's no way they will be able to keep rehashing the same Pokemon over and over so they make new Pokemon they make new Pokemon games and what I think is cool is that they actually do get better every year uh a lot of reviews and stuff seem to disagree with that but I, I definitely think each Pokemon game gets incrementally better they add things that work and if they don't work they end up taking away in the next game And things like that. They get incrementally better. And I I just I think I could play Pokemon games forever. And they come out uh, every couple of years, so it's not like you're just still so into the last game that like the next game comes out and you're like, oh man, more Pokemon already. Like there's enough of a gap that it's not that big a deal. Like I think a Pokemon game probably comes out like once every Two years? I think two years is the smallest increment, sometimes three. And that's crazy. Um, So I guess I should just go over a brief summation of all the Pokemon games. Um, Like, I already mentioned the original two, Red and Blue, uh, but I will slowly start going through... Everyone, until I get to the most recent generation that is going to come out, which will be with the new games that were announced with, for the 20th anniversary Pokemon Sun and Moon, which will be the seventh generation. So there have been seven generations of Pokemon. And we'll just think about this. We'll start now. There were only 151 Pokemon to start off with. And so then. The next uh, game that came out after the original, Red and Blue, uh, started kind of like the Pokemon tradition of every generation of Pokemon games having three games. So, there are Red and Blue, and that's what most people in my age range remember. That's what they played and they love. But then there was Pokemon Yellow that came out in 1999 here in the US. And from here on out, if I ever mention a date, it'll only be for the US because... There's no reason for me to say any of the Japanese release dates. Usually they came out a year earlier. Sometimes they came out at the same time. Uh, but but only only the U.S. dates matter just for year reference. And so, yeah, Pokemon Yellow came out in 1999. And Pokemon Yellow was a yellow cartridge, which was cool because most of the time Game Boy cartridges were gray, but, like, Pokemon cartridges were always a different color, which I thought was really cool as a kid for some reason because you think stuff like that is cool for some dumb reason. Um it was yellow, it had Pikachu on it, which Pikachu arguably is the most iconic Pokemon, which I guess I might as well get into this rant right now and talk about it. Uh, Pikachu is a little yellow rat that has electricity. I guess people think he's cute. I personally don't, and I think he's annoying because he represents the cartoon to me, and the cartoon is just, it's not good. The writing in it is kind of weird. The dub is not very good. Uh ash is a bad pokemon trainer and pikachu won't evolve and all this kind of stuff and like one of the things i always liked about pokemon as a kid was that pokemon evolve like you get them to a certain level in the game and they they change into like a cooler stronger form like who doesn't like that the fact that pikachu wouldn't evolve i always thought was really stupid and he's just like a yellow rat like there are wicked cool looking pokemon like there is charizard there is blastoise like there is Mewtwo, things like that, like they just look so dope, and their designs are like what a kid would think is cool, I mean, I guess, like, I I don't know, I was never one of those kids that was like, oh, it's so cute, I love it, which like sometimes I feel that way about some Pokemon because they do look cute, like Arcanine, I would hug, I would hug an Arcanine, I would hug its first form Growlithe, but like I would never be like, oh man, I love Pikachu, I just, it looks like a mouse, I kind of like mice, I don't know, whatever, Pikachu is stupid. Which is why I was not a huge fan of Pokemon Yellow, uh, because it was very heavily influenced by the popularity of the anime. Um, So it featured Pikachu on the front, and instead of getting one of the three way cooler Pokemon, Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur, at the beginning, you got Pikachu, Um, and I guess it was cool because Pikachu would follow you around, like, while you're walking around, uh, he wouldn't stay in his Pokeball, so you could always, like, turn around and talk to Pikachu, and he'd, like, make a stupid noise and, like, have hearts and be like, oh, yeah, I love you, and, like, that's whatever, because Pokemon can't talk, so he would just make some stupid noise, and, like, I, I never liked Pikachu, and they tried to add in, like, weird different plot points, uh from the anime like they had jesse and james from team rocket in there for a little bit i know there were a couple other instances of stuff like that that i can't really think of but the main thing like in the gameplay that changed uh was normally when you like send out a pokemon into the turn-based battle um you just like see them for a second well you not that you see them for a second you you see them come out and then they're just out and then when you do an attack, they do an attack. But in Yellow was the first game uh, which became tradition with the third game in each generation uh, of adding like weird little battle animations. So like say, say you send out Pikachu, uh, he'll do like a little like weird ear twitch for a second, or just some little animation. And that was one of the things that they added to Yellow that I thought was pretty cool. Um, it also was like kind of compatible with Game Boy Color, so I had a little bit more color if you put it into Game Boy Color than the other ones did. Uh, which I guess that was kind of cool at the time when you could see things in color on your Game Boy Color. I don't know. I'm old. I've, this may, Doing this makes me feel super old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was the end of Generation 1 uh, with Pokemon Yellow. And then you moved on to Generation 2, uh, which is still to this day my favorite uh generation because i think pokemon gold and silver are probably my favorite pokemon games by a large margin um they came out in october of 2000 so it was only a small gap between yellow but a kind of a two-year gap between uh red and blue and then there was a third version of that of gold and silver crystal which was their like enhanced version kind of like yellow that came out in 2001 but gen 2 added a 100 new pokemon which is crazy because then there was 251 at that point and just like a bunch of new features which was what i thought was cool this is one of the reasons why whenever people say this each pokemon game is the same i think that they're full of shit and they're just wrong and they don't they probably don't really like pokemon that much in the first place so like, Gold and Silver, in my opinion, like, changed the series drastically and added a lot of, like, mainstay things. Like, you still had the same turn-based battles. Pokemon could still learn the same four moves. But they added two new Pokemon types. So, like I was saying before, Pokemon types, uh, each one is weak to certain ones. And I, I don't remember how many types there were in the original game. I probably couldn't even list them all off for you. I'm really bad at that kind of thing. But they added two new types, uh, Steel type and Dark type. And, like... Being a kid who was, like, 10 years old at the time, dark-type Pokemon were pretty cool to me. Stuff's pretty edgy. And you're just like, oh, man, Houndoom? Houndoom is a dog that has devil horns and spits fire. I was all over that as a kid. I thought that was the dopest thing ever. And then you had cool little cute Pokemon like Teddy Ursa. He's a little teddy bear. Oh, give him a hug. And just there are so many cool designs in Gen 2, too. Uh, but still, people are always really stupid. Like I only like the original 151, but like the hundred Pokemon they added in uh, Gen 2 were just as uh, high quality. I would say uh, some of them are kind of stupid, but I mean that's you're gonna get that with anything. You're making a hundred weird original creatures, loosely sometimes based on animals, and you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some rejects, but I like the Gen 2 Pokemon definitely a lot. Um, but outside of the new Pokemon, uh, you got this thing called a Pokegear, which you could like make phone calls with to like people you had battled already. So you could like re-battle trainers and stuff. Uh, and like, that was really cool. Um, it introduced, uh, gender differences in Pokemon. So like you could get a boy or a girl Pokemon and some of them would like look slightly different or they would have like different markings to denote that. Which, the main reason for doing that was because they added Pokemon breeding, um, which was, that's a huge addition. Uh, You could, like, put two Pokemon in the daycare, and eventually they would, you know, do the hanky-panky, and then uh, you would be able to go to the daycare and pick up a Pokemon egg, and, like, just that's really cool. Uh, So, it it doesn't, like, mix the species of Pokemon or anything, it's just one or the other But the concept of doing that was cool because you could get a Pokemon with slightly better stats or, like, knowing different moves. Introduce the concept of egg moves because there are some moves that can only be passed down through breeding. Um, You could have your Pokemon hold items in battle. So, like, each Pokemon gets one item they can hold and some of them will, like, increase stats. Like, if you give them a potion, they'll use it at the right time. Uh... There's a day night cycle, so like if you were playing the game at night, it would be dark out and you would be able to encounter different pokemon. Like this is cool. Um there were special types of pokeballs, so like in the original game there was only four types. There's a regular pokeball, which is a, just your average pokeball. Then you had a great ball, slightly higher capture rate. Then you had an ultra ball, slightly higher than that. And then you had the Master Ball. You can only get one in the game, but it would catch whatever Pokemon you were throwing at 100% of the time, so you would, they would never be able to break out. Uh, but they added special types in the second gen. Uh, like I can't remember any of the ones that were specifically added then, but some of them made it easier to catch Pokemon like that you would find in the water or in caves and things like that. And so that started that. Um, but the main thing that I thought was super crazy about the second generation of pokemon is it was basically two games in one so you start off in gen 2 in the johto region which has all these new pokemon and it's just all new towns and stuff but once you beat the game you would go back to the first region kanto from the first game and it was like you were playing through the original game again uh but it had like the gym leaders were like slightly different they were a little bit older um and they were a lot more challenging and it was just like you could go through that whole area again and like relive your experience from the first game and like that was huge I still think that's cool it's the only game in the entire franchise that did that and like that was crazy just basically like two games in one and obviously like the budget probably got blown way out of proportion and they could never do it with the games after that but I thought that was so cool and I I wish they would do it again, to be quite honest with you. But I don't think that they... I don't think they will. Or that they could get away with it, really. Uh, the sad thing about Gen 2 is that's definitely when Pokemon's popularity started waning in America. Uh, for sure. Uh, like, the second Pokemon movie came out, Pokemon 2000, with Lugia. And it was like... I don't know. It was kind of cool. I, I still think that one is okay, too. is was after that that the movies really started to suck. Uh. But it definitely lost a lot of steam with kids in my age group because around the time that Crystal came out, I was like 11 years old. And so that's one of those times where people, if they found out you like Pokemon, I'd be like, oh, you still like Pokemon? Like, that's for babies because, I mean, when you're 11, you got to be as cool as humanly possible. Uh, but I was never really like one, one to be ashamed of that kind of stuff. I... People now, if I tell them I like Pokemon, they're like, "You like Pokemon? Oh my god! You're supposed to be an adult." It's like, shut the fuck up. People, people like what they like, and Pokemon is still cool. Like, sorry that you think it's too cool to like things you liked in your childhood, but like, something that's good is still good later. I'll say I'll say that as many times as I need to. Pokemon is cool. Don't be ashamed for liking Pokemon. It's it's, it's a, it's just a, cool thing. Monsters are cool. Fighting monsters are cool. Uh, but, but yeah, it was definitely waning in popularity then. Like they stopped making as much like just extraneous garbage outside of the games. And like, I think that's cool, uh, because the games are really the main thing that I like anyways. So I was in there. Um, and then after, uh, Crystal came out in 2001, there was a break until the third generation of Pokemon came out. Uh, which was Ruby and Sapphire, and they made the transition from the Game Boy to the Game Boy Advance with those. Um, and the third version of Ruby and Sapphire, uh, the enhanced edition Emerald, came out in 2005. And Emerald is actually the only Pokemon game I have never played. And I still feel kind of ashamed about that. I think I might buy Emerald at some point, just to say that I have beaten at least one of each mainline Pokemon game um, but yeah, Emerald I, n- I never got because for some reason I like I really liked Ruby and Sapphire, but I didn't feel the need to play it again uh, with just enhanced some enhanced features and things like that. Uh, there were a lot of enhanced features. I don't remember any of them offhand, so I'm not going to list the features from it or anything. But it did add 135 new Pokemon, which was crazy. I think uh, it's the largest Pokemon edition uh out of, out of any of the games, most of them all added, like, 100 or less. Uh, but, yeah, 135 was was a crazy amount. <laughs> and I guess I'll say this. Uh, the one thing I specifically remember about playing Ruby and Sapphire, two things, actually. Um, I I personally got Pokemon Sapphire, and I remember having to go to bed because I had a bedtime when I came out. I was, like, 13, and my parents were like, oh, you got to go to bed before 10 o'clock, blah, blah, blah and I remember having a light in my room like a like a you would like stick it over your Game Boy Advance and it would like give you a little bit of light and I remember like sneaking my play session for the game and I ended up staying until like four in the morning which I would like never do at that point unless it was a weekend and I just played it for hours and hours and i that's, like, one of the only times I ever, like, directly disobeyed my parents because I was, like, a weird goody two-shoes kid because I had to play me some Pokemon. Oh, but the other one is probably, like, a week after I had come out, um, it was time for me to get my progress report, and I had been doing really poorly in math. I've always done really poorly in math. Uh, even in college I did poorly in math. Uh, I don't know if it's just, like, some mental block, but I have trouble with math and i had had like some crazy low grade and it like a 40 or something i think it was the lowest grade i've ever had and i knew my i knew it was coming so i intercepted it and then like threw it the first place i could think of which was like behind the couch and I left it there for a long time, and I, I, I basically I was like I can't have this because my parents won't let me play any video games or anything, and I needed to beat Pokemon Sapphire. So even after I beat Sapphire, I still left it back there, and they actually found it like a month later, and my mom like lost her shit on me and was like super upset, and then I was grounded from all video games for a long time. But at least I got to beat Pokemon Sapphire, so I was very happy about that. Uh, and then next up. Uh, they re released, not re released, they remade the original two Pokemon games. Uh, and this was like in the middle of uh, Ruby and Sapphire and before Emerald. They put out Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green in 2004. Uh, they were like remakes of the original two games, uh, but they had like all the graphical enhancements and things added in Ruby and Sapphire. So it was really cool to be able to go through those games again, uh, and I still I still really like Fire Red and Leaf Green. Man, they were great. And it, but there's not really much to say about them. It was kind of just the same as Ruby and Sapphire, but it was the original game again, which was kind of cool. Uh, the next major change came in 2007 when Pokemon Diamond and Pearl were released. Uh, they were the first ones for the Nintendo DS, and they added 107 new Pokemon. And that was really cool. Uh, once again, I don't really remember any of the new features or anything. Uh, I was just really excited to be playing it on a DS. And then Pokemon Platinum was the third enhanced version of that game. Um, they That came out in 2009. I was in college. Um, and I, I will never forget playing this because this is going to be one of those examples of people like saying, like oh my god, you like Pokemon. Uh, my girlfriend at the time... Uh, she didn't like go to, she, she wasn't going to the college at that time. So I like go visit her on weekends and she found out I was playing Pokemon and was like a super bitch about it and like made me feel really shitty. And that was one of the times where I just realized like, man, people are just, people are awful about that kind of thing. And I, she was like, ah, oh, you shouldn't be seen playing that game and just all kinds of dumb bullshit. It's like, man, it's a fucking video game. Pokemon is great. And I still stand by Pokemon is great. So, yeah, that's a bad memory from Pokemon Platinum, but... Also, Platinum was kind of lame. It didn't really change, like, anything from Diamond and Pearl, and the Pokemon on the cover was ugly. If you ever want to look up an ugly Pokemon, uh, Girantina is on the cover of Platinum, and that thing is... Ugly as shit. Man, Platinum... Yeah, Platinum was kind of lame, but that's whatever. So, a year after Platinum came out, uh... They remade Generation 2 games. They remade Gold and Silver on the DS. Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And I like I said, Gen 2 is my favorite uh favorite generation. I think the Heart Gold and Soul Silver are the best Pokemon games to date. Still believe this. Uh they were on the original DS, like I said, and it was just like the original silver. Uh, you could go back to the first region from the first game and it was all still redone in the DS graphical style. And like they added tons of extra features, but like most of them were more like just things for people who liked Pokemon. So they could get a little bit more out of it. Like, uh, Back in yellow, Pikachu could follow you around. In Heart Gold and, and Soul Silver, which I don't know why they didn't carry this over to newer games, whatever Pokemon you had in your first slot would follow you around. And they made a sprite for every single Pokemon that was out at that point. That's hundreds and hundreds of sprites. And you could have whatever you wanted follow you. And I thought that was so cool. Uh, you could, like, around the world find areas to, like, take photos with your Pokemon, and their sprites would, like, all the Pokemon you had in your party sprites would be around your dude and it's just like, oh man, I was here at this time, at this date. And like it just added a whole bunch of cool stuff like that that made you like really feel more like a Pokemon trainer. And like you could unlock like weird achievement medals and stuff. And like none of this stuff ever appeared in any other game and it was more just for like fun. It didn't really add any kind of gameplay element. But I was always kind of disappointed that it didn't uh didn't end up carrying over a lot of that stuff to any of the other games. But one thing I thought was funny about it is it came in a way bigger box because it came with this thing called the Poka Walker, which is basically like a pedometer. Um and you would like transfer a pokemon to it through like the infrared beam on the DS and like you could walk around with that pokemon and like level the pokemon up. Each step you would take was equivalent to one experience. And I thought that was kind of stupid. Uh, at the time, but I'm pretty sure it was just they were trying to, like, gain some kind of relevance with it. Uh, I don't know how well uh, Diamond and Pearl sold. I would actually guess that they probably sold kind of low. If I I had to look at sales figures, I I would guess that Diamond and Pearl sold the lowest out of anything that has come out so far. Uh, But... It just seemed like the Walker was something that they were trying to gain relevance with, like, a crowd outside of people who liked Pokemon. Or to, like, try to bring people who used to like Pokemon, but had kind of fallen off back to the franchise. And, like, the Walker was a cool concept, but, like, it didn't work really well all the time. And then once it ran out of batteries, if a Pokemon was in there, it would be gone forever and stuff. It was weird. I still have my Pokewalker. I think it ran out of batteries. But, it, yeah, it was a weird concept. Um, then we fast forward to 2011. Uh, Which is when the fifth generation of Pokemon, Pokemon Black and White, came out. Um, And actually, it added 156 new Pokemon. So earlier, what I said about the 137 Pokemon is now inaccurate. I guess I was wrong. Um, And that people still think, I I might have to agree, that 156 may have been too many new Pokemon. Because a lot of the ones added in Black and White were kind of shitty designs. Uh, they started straying away from, like, only animal-type designs to being, like, inanimate objects. Uh, like, literally, a Pokemon named Trubbish is from the fifth generation, and he is literally a bag of trash with limbs. And, like, that's stupid. Uh, but one of the ones I actually like is, uh, Litwick is a little candle. He evolves into Lampent, which is a lamp, and then he evolves into Chandelure, who is a chandelier. I love Chandelure, and he is a good Pokemon competitively. Uh, he will be in the new Fighting Pokemon Fighting game that comes out next week, a Paken Tournament Fighter. Uh, Chandelure is cool, but I think that maybe adding inanimate objects as Pokemon is kind of stupid. It's an ice cream cone, uh, vanillax. It just yeah, look up the fifth generation of Pokemon. You want to see some terrible designs. Like ice cream cone is stupid. Uh, they made it so that the Pokemon Rodom could turn into, like, a washing machine and a lawnmower. Makes no sense. Uh, it's really stupid. Uh, but Black and White were still on the DS, so they didn't, like, majorly overhaul the graphics very much. It was still a lot of the same. Uh, but it was the first game that really tried to have, like, a a plot outside of, like, hey, you're a kid, here's a Pokemon, go travel the world. Fill up the Pokedex, beat the 8 gym leaders, and then advance to beat the Elite Four. They tried to do a lot more with it. Uh, the evil organization, like, trying to question whether or not uh, it's right morally to keep Pokemon and Pokeballs. And, and there were, like, a lot of characters in it. Like, the one dude I, I, I actually really like, uh, N, was the leader of the enemy group... And he like was he was just really morally conflicted, and he didn't know if what he was doing was right. But he had gained a lot of followers. It, it was weird. Um, but yeah, they tried to add like more of a, it was the first one they tried to add more of a plot in, and each one since then has had more of a plot. But I, I I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about Pokemon having a deeper plot than like beat all the gyms, beat the Elite Four. Also, there's a random evil organization that you take down. For no real reason. Yeah, adding characters and stuff in is... Just, it's, it's odd. I'm not, I'm not used to the concept yet because it's only been in a couple games, but... Uh, Black and White was cool. Um, it was probably the first one where they really tried to make the game a lot easier uh, so that, like, younger kids could get into it, kind of. Uh, there's always been a concept... Not a concept. There's always been an item in the game, so, but it was usually hard to get, called the Lucky Egg, which if you had a Pokemon hold it, it would give 1.5 times the experience from battle. Uh, In black and white, they just give you one, which, like, blew my mind open. Because before that, you would have to catch a wild Pokemon Chansey, and it would have a really low percentage rate to be carrying a lucky egg. So if you got one, it was, like, super lucky. Like, when you got given one in black and white, my mind almost imploded. And that was... Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, It was kind of weird because a year later uh, they broke the chain of having a third enhanced game for each version, uh, so they came out with Pokemon Black 2 and White 2 in 2012, which, this is the one where, like, I, I did feel like the game came out too soon, like, I, I had, I wasn't really, like, super hype on Black and White 2 when they came out, because uh, it felt like I had just played Black and White, um, But what was weird about it is, once again, it wasn't a third version. It was like used to actually continue the plot that they started in black and white. Uh, So there were like different gym leaders, and you started in a different spot on the map because it was still the same region, like it was still the same area. You just started in different plot, a, 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 a different plot, a different place, and like traveled the around slightly differently. And, like, once again, like, nothing really changed at all. Like, it was mostly the same other than, like, the plot and stuff like that. They added a couple features, but they were all, like, pretty lame. So, yeah, Black and White 2, not my favorite one. But a year after that in 2013, which for some reason I was ready for this, uh, Pokemon X and Y came out, which as of right now is the most recent generation of Pokemon. It's the, the sixth generation of Pokemon um and it was the first one for 3ds and it really like x and y is by far the most uh most changed pokemon game i guess you could say they changed the most and it added uh, a ton of new features i like i i literally i cannot even begin to describe uh all of the features that they added in x and y it would take me the rest of my adult life possibly uh, but it only it added very few Pokemon, which is one of the things I was kind of disappointed about. Um, there were only seventy two new Pokemon, uh, and a lot of the designs I didn't really like. None of them were terrible, but well, some of them were terrible. But n- none of them like really super grabbed me, and that kind of bummed me out. But I mean, it's it's a new generation of Pokemon, so I was still excited. Uh, but it did add Mega Evolutions, which I thought was really cool. Uh, where they gave Pokemon who didn't have evolutions before, or ones that already did, like more evolutions. You would like use a Mega Stone in battle, and they would just like morph into this crazy cool version of the Pokemon. Uh, and I think Mega Pokemon are going to be a big staple now of uh, of the, of the games in general. And they're basically just cooler forms of uh, already existing Pokemon. And I, and I think that's cool. Uh, it kind of people don't like it competitively, but Once again, I don't really play these games for the competitive battling aspect, so it doesn't really matter to me. I think Mega Pokemon are cool. But the huge, 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 huge change is that instead of being in all 2D, all the Pokemon battles and models are in 3D and also outside of the battle. So, like, everything is fully rendered in 3D, so they always animate. It's not like the third version of each game where they, like... kind of animate a little bit like they're all animating every move is fully animated everything is fully animated in 3d and like it looks crazy like it looks really cool uh and i i think that's great but one of one of the things that i think is good about x and y is it really streamlined a lot of the stuff in pokemon that was like needlessly complex uh so one thing is like i always found it to be a pain in the ass to level up pokemon uh individually and like try to keep them all around the same level so they give you this thing called experience all where like every pokemon in your party like gets equal shared experience so they can all level up around the same time and i think that really helps it made the game a lot easier but i mean you can turn it off if you want the game to still be a challenge uh it made breeding a lot easier uh so that like if you needed to breed a pokemon with certain stats and things it was easier to do um they made it so that it was easier to get evs and ivs which i talked earlier about how there are hidden stats in pokemon and like hidden depth uh evs are effort values and they're things that you get from random battles it's a hidden it's a hidden uh number and you get so much effort values in each stat and that determines uh when a pokemon levels up how much they get in each stat uh and so they made it so that you could easily get the effort values you needed or wanted. Um, it's one of those things where regular people who play the game and don't really understand EVs and IVs and all that kind of more complex stuff, uh, that's hidden underneath the battle system to make a competitively viable Pokemon. Uh, it made it easier for them to do what they needed to do. They didn't necessarily explain it, uh, for like regular people who don't know about that kind of stuff. And like it, basically they made it so it helps out the hardcore people but doesn't like overwhelm people who don't want to know about it it's just something that they added in for those people and i think that's really cool and so yeah x and y are 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 crazy uh you could you could customize your trainer's look as well so not everybody looked the same and like that kind of thing is just really cool they did they did a good job like x and y blew it out of the water i i Didn't really have any expectations of, like, Pokemon being changed in any kind of major dramatic way. And X and Y definitely did that. Uh, They also added a new type of Pokemon called Fairy. uh, Because before, Dragon-type Pokemon were, like, really overpowered and had kind of, like, no real weakness other than Ice. And now Fairy is uh, good for that. They're also immune to Dragon-type, which makes them extra crazy. Yeah, man. X and Y were good. And then the only games since then have been Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which came out in 2014. Uh, they were remakes of the third generation of Pokemon uh, Ruby and Sapphire. And just like I said about the last two remakes, uh, they're basically the same game, just with uh, a lot of the enhancements that came with uh, X and Y. And like that was cool to relive those games. A lot of people uh, really liked Ruby and Sapphire. I, fe- I feel like there are two camps of people Uh, there are those who, like, came in at the beginning with, uh, Red and Blue, but I, I feel there was a second wave of people that I've started noticing, like, say say things on the internet about Pokemon, uh, that came in at Ruby and Sapphire, so that those games have a lot of nostalgia, too, and a lot of people say that Ruby and Sapphire is their favorite, so it's cool that they remade these games, uh, it was a cool, it was a good remake, uh, it was a Pokemon game, man, I just like Pokemon, and so a couple days ago, uh, on the 20th anniversary uh nintendo had like a six minute nintendo direct where they kind of went over the history of pokemon and they announced that there will be a seventh generation of pokemon uh it will be two games again called pokemon sun and pokemon moon they will still be on the 3ds and it will be a new generation so there will be some amount of new pokemon which is cool i I always love looking at the new pokemon or like discovering them uh, as i go through the region And, like, when you think about it, it's crazy because right now there are, like, 721 Pokemon. Uh, There might be a couple more. Like, there might be 725 now because they keep putting out weird, like, legendary Pokemon that you can only get through, like, events and stuff. But 721, I'm pretty sure, is a very close number to how many there are now. And, like, the fact that there could be almost 800 Pokemon is crazy. Uh, A lot of people criticize it and say, like, there are too many now and the designs aren't as good. Which, like, I, I agree, some of the designs are kind of iffy, but it's cool because, like, now there's not just, like, people running competitively viable teams that are all the same. You There, you, there are a lot of Pokemon to choose from, there are a lot of types, uh, tons of moves, things like that. Pokemon has v- become very diverse because of how many there are. And that's another thing I think is cool: is Pokemon appeals to people who want to do different things with it. Like people like me, I personally like collecting the Pokemon and like just getting through the game uh, so that I can find more Pokemon and find the extra stuff. Uh, but there are people who only do it for competitive battling, and like that's a totally viable way to play Pokemon. Uh, I have a couple friends who like really play Pokemon uh, highly competitively. Uh, actually, one of my friends uh has won multiple like pokemon tournaments like when we go to fighting game tournaments he enters a pokemon one and he's won a couple times and like that's really cool uh but yeah you really got to know what's going on in pokemon for uh competitive battling which like people laugh and say like oh pokemon's not that deep but like it has a, a very deep side to it that i don't necessarily want to explain here I did a little with the EVs and IVs, but like you want to learn all about that kind of stuff. It gets crazy. Or like what what moves are good, uh what abilities are good, things like that. It's it's insane. And I just I man, I just love Pokémon. I I I cannot wait until this new gen comes out. I would assume it's going to be like the fall of this year like it normally is, probably like October, November. Uh, but I just, I have, when I play Pokemon, it makes me deeply nostalgic, and I, I feel happy when I play, like, Pokemon is one of the only games where I can, I know 100% that I don't even have to question whether or not I'm gonna buy it, I know I will buy it, and I know that when I play it, I will actually feel happy, like, I smile a lot when I play Pokemon, which sounds kinda stupid, but, it's one of those things that just makes me feel good, like, you feel at home. Because it's changed over the years, but it hasn't changed that much. That it's just, like, it's good. It's like comfort food, kind of. Like, you know, you know you're know, you going to like it, and you know it's going to be of a certain level of quality. I just, I really like Pokemon, man. I, I I probably said that a billion times during this, but... There have been so many games, and, like, from where I'm sitting, I can see a good majority of them. Uh, and I only really listed the, like, mainline games. Like, they had some... Games on GameCube. There were a lot of spin-off games. And just one thing I think is really cool about Pokemon is its original concept, uh, and still the concept now, and why there's two versions, is that it's really supposed to bring people together. Uh, like in the original games, you had to trade, well, you still have to trade between the two versions because there are certain Pokemon that are exclusive to each version. So you can't get every Pokemon with the game you have you have to like meet up with other people or well now you can do it online but before it's be you'd be like oh i have blue version so i can't get growlith but i can get like an ekans so you got to find someone during uh, recess that's like hey do you have this version oh cool do you have this pokemon like let's trade and you'd have to hook up the link cables and you trade and like that kind of stuff is cool. It's Pokémon is meant to bring people together and I think it does a good job of doing that. That's why there's always two versions is cuz the you got to trade to be able to get them all. And that's one of the reasons why the designers have said that like it's always been a handheld game and they always want it to be a handheld game is so that it can t- continue to bring people together like that. So you can continue to trade. You can have it at a moment's notice right at your fingertips. Stuff like that. And I used to think that was stupid. But like now that I'm a little bit older, I, I kind of respect that. I think it's cool that they had that design uh, philosophy and they're sticking to that. <sighs> yeah, man. It's crazy to think that Pokemon's 20 years old now. I mean, technically 18 here in the U.S., but 20 in Japan. It's been, so it's something that's been around for 20 years, and like the fact that it's sold so much I think says a whole lot about it. Uh, and it's definitely one of Nintendo's most successful franchises, and I think it's cool that they can keep doing that and expanding upon it, and that the games actually get like a reasonable enough budget to keep keep doing what they're doing uh there's a lot about pokemon and i mean like if you found anything interesting i said here that i didn't delve too deep on or you want to look at certain pokemon from certain generations like seriously go do that just like look at the wikipedia page for pokemon and it branches off into like a million different things and you could spend hours and hours looking up information about pokemon and i i think you should And it's one of those things where like, if you're one of those people who played the original Pokemon and you gave up the game because you thought it was for babies and you're looking to get back into it, I think that X and Y were a great time to get in and probably Sun and Moon will be another good time to get in. And I think it's cool that uh, specifically X and Y brought back in a ton of people uh, to play Pokemon because it had a lot of the original Generation 1 Pokemon in it. And so X and Y was kind of like a resurgence of Pokemon, and I that, that was weird. So I don't keep rambling on and on forever about Pokemon. I guess I'll end here. Uh, yeah, I I hope that this was, like, kind of informative if you didn't know about the origins of Pokemon or you just wanted to, like, have a trip down memory lane with me where you relived every uh, Pokemon game when they came out and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a huge franchise, but thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I have to say that our theme song is, uh, the song Sting Operation by the band Anamonaguchi. They're a great band. You should give them a listen. Uh, but right now I got, I've been saying all this stuff. I got to go feel nostalgic. I may go look at my deep Pokemon collection, go hang out with some of my Pokemon, and I will see you guys next time. Peace out.